You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Nordics podcast, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordics region. I'm Gemma, I help connect business with tech talent and today I'm your host. Today I'm joined with Katia, Oscar and Zainab to talk about how to maintain a work-life balance. As usual, we're going to start by going around the room and giving some introductions. Oscar, are you okay to go first? Absolutely. Uh, all right, so I'm Oscar. I'm an engineer manager at Meltwater. Um, I've been so for the last six years or so. So I'm trying to help my teams be successful, whatever that means. Um, also a uh, big proponent of work-life balance so when i don't work i spend a lot of time in the outdoors and with my kids playing nerdy games analog games not computer games but analog games so that's pretty much me perfect and katia yeah um my name is katia i work as a web manager at swedish federation of business owners i've been working here about a month and before that, I worked as product owner at live shopping platform Showroom. Uh, I really like, like working and explore different spheres. It's like tech, it's media, marketing, um, and my roles have, uh, have allowed me to do that a lot. Uh, a lot of different fields and projects, uh, so really great. Um, when I don't work, I, I'm really passionate about cooking and like Tasting new recipes, uh, new ingredients, I love it. Um, especially now it's autumn, so it's really cooking time. Um, and also working out. Uh, I, I, I really like running, going to gym and testing new workout. Yeah. Perfect. And last but by no means least, Zainab. Yep. Uh, my name is Zainab. Uh, now I'm working as a Scrum Master for two teams. Uh, and before I uh, worked as a consultant, uh, release train engineer, and agile coach. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's like pretty much about like profession. And when I'm talking about hobbies, so I'm, I do uh, read a lot and uh, I like hiking and photographing, also dancing. And uh, having time with my kids. Yeah, that's about it. Perfect. Well, thank you for those introductions. What we'll do now is we'll delve into the questions. So prior to this podcast, you have all prepared a subject or some questions surrounding how to maintain a work-life balance. What we'll do now is I'll give you a chance to each introduce your questions and then we'll go around the room and everybody can give their opinions and ideas around them. Katia, are you okay to introduce your question first? Absolutely. Um, I was thinking about focus and um, I see it like the most successful we are staying focused during the work. Um, and I think we can then with clear conscious get offline and have time for leisure activities. So my question is how you how to stay focused and also build culture about focus and efficiency in your team that's when you work you're really focused and you work and then yeah it's time to for something else uh, so how you communicate with uh, your team about it yeah I, I, it's a 
it's a really good question because there's so many aspects to it, right? As mm -hmm. in, I I sat down and thought about this a lot, um, and I think I ended up with like a bit of a yeah I don't know about the term, but like focus on focus, so that you're actually deliberate about when you focus and when you don't. As in, just have that like mindset of mm -hmm. all right. So th in this meeting, we're gonna focus for twenty minutes and then. You know, take a break and then focus for tw you know twenty mm -hmm. minutes again, so that you don't end up in the um, sort of uh, you know that you sit in a lot of meetings and do a lot of activities or motions that does not actually get you anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I, because I I feel that at times we spend a lot of time sort of doing the thing, but not necessarily focus on getting results, right? As in, we we do a lot of stuff. I sit in a lot of meetings that are just never really ending up in something valuable, I guess. Which which then is, is sort of a waste of time. Whereas I think if you're more deliberate about focus and here is the decisions, like here are the decisions that we want to take in this meeting, or here's the thing that we want to talk. Here's what we hope to get out of it. Here's someone driving the meeting. Um, mm -hmm. Now I sort of sidestep into meetings but like i i think that goes for everything as in that you, you know everything that you do has sort of a purpose which will sort of help drive that focus um yeah i i, I might be rambling here but um <coughs> some some thoughts to actually like be deliberate about your focus i think does that make sense to you or does it resonate with what you're sort of thinking about mm. Uh, I would say, yeah, uh, uh, you, I mean that like focusing on like not talking around the thing, just solving the thing um, and be really conscious and like uh, communicate it. Um, yeah, I think it's part of my uh, my question, but also like about like deep work, uh, I would say, because I feel like we have a lot of distractions and, you know, mm. also like working with the team you are expected to reply quickly there is a lot of uh, distractions you have like a lot of channels and i think also about this expectation at like you have to be so quick at responding reacting also creates uh kind of yeah you lose focus all the time and it's like there is also like some research that it really costs money for our for companies that we that we are expected to re reply so quickly because then it takes time for us to go back into deep work. So how can we communicate it uh, to yeah to our to the management to our teammates? Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like uh, first of all, I just started uh, practicing this focus here. Uh, just to focus what Oscar is saying and aligning that with my mindset. But uh, yeah, I, I'm practicing with my team. Uh, what I'm practicing, we are practicing, uh, is like uh, increasing the awareness of being focused and uh, also um, having in our mind, somewhere in my, our mind, that people are different. And the way that we are focusing maybe differs from one person to another person. Let's say, for example, I can easily focus in a public area uh, just by putting some uh, headset. 
but uh, maybe my colleague is not like that and uh, he or she prefers to be in a room, in a quiet room. So uh, that's, I mean, one thing that uh, we're practicing to like uh, uh, do this uh, psychological safety practices to see, okay, how we are different from each other and how we are identified as a team and how we can increase this awareness of being focused on the team. And one thing is like that, uh, to do purpose-driven meeting, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not just the meeting just because we should have some meetings. So what I I'm, uh, started to writing in the meeting is like that this place is, uh, this meeting is a placeholder uh, for, for example, this refinement. So if we uh, need that, we will use that. Otherwise we will focus that, uh, we will use that as a focus mm -hmm. time. So that's, yeah. Good one, yeah. Oscar? Yeah, so I uh, I was thinking about the distractions because we we're constantly on our phones. We constantly have the Slack threads and emails open to get pinged all the time. I think for myself, for example, I'm pretty pretty bad at focusing on the right thing, I think. So when I so let's say that I want to write a blog post, for example, I would definitely need to turn off Slack, log out from the email, mm -hmm. turn off the phone to just sit down and do that one thing because otherwise uh, otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it. And sometimes I think it's okay to be transparent with that. As in, mm. at this point, you know, I have focus time and there are some technical help. As in, in if you use Google Calendar, for example, you could set focus time where you won't be disturbed um, so that others know that you want to focus during that slot. You could also, you know, set chat, chat clients or whatever, Slack in my case, to do not disturb mode, stuff like that, that will help me just turn off. Or sometimes I just tell my team, hey guys, on Friday, I really want to focus. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to do that just so that you know that I might not respond to set expectations on, you know, availability and and such things. But I, I again, I, I do think it's really hard because it's very easy to just be there on your phone and reply, even though you shouldn't. Exactly. I think I also like, like really notice that that even if it is like not disturbed you know people reply so it's sometimes ah well it's not disturbed but maybe i, I can still you know ask something and then this person actually uh takes me back um and i think yeah but i really think that there is like the but this kind of communication like hi guys uh, on friday i will uh, i will sit with my deep work I, I still think it's pretty unusual this is what my experience being like oh can we just make it more normal um talking about it and like saying it uh, yeah. yes yes uh yeah actually there is a documentary i cannot recall maybe the name but it's about former colleagues of google facebook and uh that's about that how this uh, notification uh are consciously or unconsciously designed to make some distractions. So, uh, I mean, that that is the world, how it is and how it's designed. So if we just uh, like uh, surf the like a page or go on the page and if we just stop on the page, that will make some, you know, some money or some benefit for someone which use of that. So, and uh, the result back for us is like distraction. But, uh, you know, uh, first I try to turn off lots of notification 
And then I saw that that's against my nature. <laughs> I should manage to be focused and, uh, you know, liberally not to look at my phone when I'm uh, at work, even though if I have some notification, that's uh, that's a really challenging practicing for me. But yeah, it's it's like that. Um, that's one thing. And another thing that, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Khaida. it's like, um, uh, now I'm sitting in the uh, in the quiet room, and I I know that maybe it's a bit, uh, you know, on some people cannot digest that while you are in the quiet room, you can be with us and just talk. But uh, we should practice it, and we should uh, I mean do not respect, but we should like communicate it among uh, the team that yeah, this is the focus time. Uh, I'm with you. If you need me, just I'm available. Just put, to put some status messages. But this is something that 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 is the valuable time that you can use, and I can use. Yeah, and I also think uh, to certain extent, like me as a leader and or manager of a team, I try to make sure that at least the team can focus on stuff. So if I, let's say that you know we get contacted by another team that wants something i might just jump on that meeting so that my team does not have to until they actually work with you know actively work with the other team because it's just it would be distracting to them so if i can you know sort of shield them from that so that they can focus i've done enabled them to focus as well so i i do think um sometimes you could help others to focus that that way as well right Perfect. Katia, what do you think? Have you got any other questions, anything surrounding what Zainab Asko just said? I think uh, we're good. Uh, I think we have speaked in that, in the, in the topic, in the, in the topic. Perfect. I think just before we move on to Oscar's question, um, Zainab, what you just said about Facebook and Google, I remember hearing that um, TikTok, um, I don't know if you have it or not, they Facebook declines them because it ruins people's distractions so quickly and it's terrible for the human brain um, that Facebook actually turned it down before TikTok accepted it. Um, so that definitely does not help with distractions. Yes, We've yes. actually all implemented a software that makes it worse for ourselves, but yes. I still yeah, like it. Yeah. I still enjoy it. So, <laughs> um, Oscar, how about your question? Yes. So I like instantly went to so what are the like my favorite techniques if you will to keep a healthy work ba life balance mm -hmm. um so if you have three let's go for the top three if you if you don't just you know give me some tips what should i do to maintain my work life balance mm -hmm. Katia? yeah uh i can start i actually have some i make some notes because i really reflected about it um, but the thing is, uh, my partner is really interested also like in labor law and he uh, also interested in like this kind of issues and questions about work environment and we've been, I think our technique was like going and saying to each other, you know, you've been working uh, late in the evenings, you've been working late in the weekends, How, is it worth it? Will the work love you back? <laughs> uh, or and uh, I think it's been like really great one, and sometimes it's been tough because we've been tough. For, but it's like for 
each other's good is yeah like talking it's been like no let me just let me just finish this email uh just let me let me just do it like maybe you can wait for tomorrow if you want, will not do it now can you do it tomorrow yeah i can but but what what will it have so it's been like and i think this technique was really good because then afterwards after this kind of um quick questions i have or he has to say well uh no it can actually wait till tomorrow it's not that urgent um i think well that's this, this is one of the techniques um and then uh, I, when I had really stressful periods, when it was really like stressful time for me, uh, you know, like when you really feel like, oh my God, I, if I will continue like that, I will uh, have a burnout, get offline. <laughs> uh, really um, get offline when you can. And I, I really appreciate like working in the nature about the out outdoor activities when I re really focus in on like being in the moment and and all this like I really into I, I think I've been like more into going to the forest and to the nature much more now and really could appreciate it also um, during the pandemic. So yeah, I would say uh, the going out, enjoying and like get to fly and it's been a really good technique for me as well. Oh, Zenith? Yeah, uh, that, that was really cool because uh, in my note was being in the moment. Actually, we, me and our friends have a group like be in the moment and we try to practice to be in the moment. Uh, and how we do that, uh, normally we do these three practices. One of them is like active de-learning. So let's say I do know something about uh, software engineering, the field of my uh, my field of study. Then uh, we have some deadlines like reading books and we imagine or suppose that we reset our minds. Uh, so we suppose that like, okay, we don't know anything about this like subject. And we start like reading uh, that book or learn that subject uh, from maybe from even behind the zero. And then when we start talking about that subject, we can see uh, that subject from another perspective that we haven't the, that time or focus before to look at that subject. Uh, that's that's really challenging, but we try to do it like uh, more. For example, reading a book twice from different perspectives. Uh, another one is like to separate our work from our life. That's really challenging. Uh, uh, for example, for me, I have kids and uh, kids, and when I come back and uh, uh, when she sleeps is like nine or ten. Uh, and that time is like my valuable time. With the first look, I was scared, first of all, that, okay, I should go to sleep. You know, when you just have this um, health application or something that, yeah, now it's bedtime or, okay, but I need to have this time for myself, read something or do something, you know, doing the hobby, even like go out and uh, do hiking if it's not that cold. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. And the third one is like uh, having a strong hobby. Actually, I'm learning that a lot from uh, the nice Swedish people or Swedish culture that um, you do have this 
uh, hobby as a serious thing to, uh, you know, to think about that. And we normally do it unconsciously, but I didn't know that this is like, this is naming hobby or trying, uh, following the hobby. And uh, now I'm aware of that and I try to, yeah. Uh, not, I mean, do that very on a schedule, but at least put some value for that and, yeah, uh, enjoy that moments that, yeah, this is my hobby. I like to uh, photograph. I like to walk, even though if, uh, for example, my partner doesn't like that, <laughs> I will do that. Perfect. Katia? Yeah, I was thinking about the, uh, the whole bit thing. Uh, I think it's really, you know, uh, it's very valuable to feel this commitment. And like also uh, when you start doing something, then seeing also when you're being better and better at something. And I think this this becomes like also this kind of, oh, wow, I'm getting better. I really want to continue with that. And I really, it's it really feels like it's worth my time and find this time and plan it and yeah so i think it's, it's a really great one yeah thanks Thank thanks for all the tips guys uh i appreciate it so I, I as always when i do this i try to answer my own questions so i'm i'm, I'm gonna mm. like do that i guess so what i wrote is work on your conscience because i i think there, there will always be more work than we have time to do that work i think that's just the reality of things these days as in there will there is always something that you could do more of uh but i also do think that we need to work on that conscience so that you know if you focus and do as good as you possibly can at work um with, with all that comes with that you know work should be uh fun and inspiring and you should be passionate about your work and all of these things if you do that and really focus and do as well as you can i think you can also let go of that work with a good conscience in a sense mm -hmm. like if you if you don't have time to reply to that email like you said what's the worst that could happen right it perhaps it can wait to tomorrow and that's fine because you're only human and you can only do so much i think so that's something that i've had to learn um that's you know when so something that struck me was i i read this well peop, dying people and what their mm -hmm. thoughts are mm -hmm. and when you lie there on your deathbed you're never gonna wish that you worked more never oh. you're gonna wish that you spend more time with your kids or that you you know do spend allowed yourself to be happy or follow your dreams or whatever it might be but you will never hopefully <laughs> wish that you worked a little bit more because work is work and you'll do as good as you can that'll be fulfilling but it's not life um so i'm i i've tried to use that to sort of keep my conscience <laughs> in a good place um and and then i think like you've been on to like disconnecting from work and that it'll be okay to do so to go out to do something else for you in the moment or in the now. For me, it's hiking or spending time with my kids or my all of my nerdy hobbies that I dive headlong into um, because I need that outlet to just let go and be in the now or the present and not think about work. And since I have this like now good conscience, it's okay that I do disconnect. It's actually good that I do so. 
because I, I will be more focused the next day when I come back to work and focus on that. Um, so some some thoughts from me. Perfect, Katia, I think you got your hand up first. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've been curious about when you said you learned to be conscious, how, what, what was your journey? Like how, how did you become conscious? My conscience. Um, so, I th you know, I think that at some point in my life or career I had, oh, but I have this responsibility now when I should, you know, do everything. Um, and to be honest, that sort of, and and if I didn't, I had a bad conscience, you know, that I didn't, or that I let someone down, or that I didn't uh, fill the shoes that I was in, or fulfill the role that I was in, or whatever. Um, but at some point, I also recognized that it started to burn me because I was sort of never enough, in a sense, because there was always more to do than I could manage. Um, at which at which point I sat down and thought, you know, about what I felt was important in life in general. Um, and I decided that, you know, it's not worth me either feeling stressed about the things that I don't have time to do uh, <laughs> or have a bad conscience that I did not do them, <laughs> that I decided to disconnect or, you know, spend time with my kids. Uh, I'm not going to have a bad conscience about that because it's, uh, to be honest, it's not worth burning out as a human being to just fulfill what you think others' expectations of yourself might be. So at some point I made a deal with myself to just not have a bad conscience about all of these things and decided that, you know, I, I can only do the best I can and that will have to be enough. And if someone else has higher expectations of me with you know it's on them or we'll have to talk about those expectations because i can't possibly be superhuman i can only do so much and that will have to be enough yeah uh, perfect yeah. and just because i'm aware of time um zainab what do you think about that yeah actually oscar just did answer my question you did answer yeah i was thinking that where is the border uh especially with i mean our family or kids uh where is the border yeah. between spending time with family and friends and uh i mean let's say okay as a father or mother how i mean uh there's a pressure maybe on consciousness about like being a perfect person uh at life or uh at work so how how can we manage this this pressure that we put ourselves on ourselves to be not not perfect i mean to be better and better you know uh because i i can feel that, that there is no limit uh till we are alive we are going ahead but there should be some border and yeah that's my question that how we can manage that Katia? um I think it's mainly, you know, I also I totally understand what you mean. It's like you also, as, as Oscar said, like so this kind of feeling when you're you are never good enough, you're never like you. There's always um, there's always someone better, and I don't have and I have to do more. And yeah, I think it's always I have I had I've have learned to 
um, mainly like notice what who I already am, what I can do already now, you know, it's like, oh, well, maybe I'm not that dumb. <laughs> maybe I actually, yeah, I think it's amazing that we also have these kind of aspirations and we, it's of course, very, we, we, it's, it's great. We want to develop as people, as personal, individual, as individuals, but also like, you know, this kind of balance between aspirational but also like well my achievements and who i am today and my self-worth is like you know this kind of remind remind yourself remind yourself so it's probably all about this where so it can be balanced and and when you uh have this feeling like oh i'm not perfect enough maybe you know you get the thoughts but you're actually pretty great at that and that uh yeah i hope this this can help yes yes perfect thank you so on, on more like practical terms for me to so i leave my kids at school in the morning and then i take a walk home uh-huh. and then my work day starts so even if i like so back up a little bit as in this day and age you know i work partly i'm in a hybrid mode so i partly work from the office i partly work from home and the lines between work and you know spare time are getting blurred because it used to be you know you went from home to the office spent your day there and then you walked home again and now you you're not working anymore exactly. but that's not the reality of things anymore right because we're constantly on our phones like we've talked about so i think creating those little rituals where you sort of disconnect in a sense um so for me it's if i work from home it's leaving my kids at school then going back home, then my workday starts. It's harder in the afternoon because those meetings with the, you know, the US and whatever, and it's evening time and my kid sits over there and watches TV and I have a bit of a bad conscience because they're doing that <laughs> because I should be a present father, you know. But I but I think I, I block out time in my calendar and say, I, I have my kids at this time, don't book me on meetings. Um, <sighs> at which point, like five o'clock, I turn off, you know, or try to at least. As when I stop working, and so I think those boundaries are quite important. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I work from the office, the commute is that for me is not the tedious part where you sort of get to work. It's my here's what I want to focus on today in the morning, and here is you know what I should keep like keep for tomorrow, so that when I go off my commute train, in my case. I have sort of let go of work. I have no take notes on all that I need to do tomorrow. And now I'm sort of free, like clean slate to not work in a sense. So that, that's a few things that I've, you know, found works for me to sort of create that clear boundary between work and uh, life, if you will. Life, yeah. Does not always work, uh, but I try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like to be transparent to ourselves and each other that this is okay yeah yeah i think so yeah yeah perfect and zainab we'll stay with you if you want to go into a bit more about your question and focus on that a bit more yes actually uh yeah following up of like our talking it's uh, about hobby uh it's been a while that uh me and uh some of my friends do this hobby of hiking and photographing or painting and uh, we were thinking, okay, uh, that's like, uh, we have something 
uh, that's not like uh, so professional and not very amateur, something in between. Uh, so uh, at some point of time, after one or two years, uh, now we are thinking about having some exhibitions to share our like not uh, yeah achievement or feeling, you know, uh, with our friends or colleague colleagues or something. Uh, then that's the question that uh, in your idea, is it better to have it online or in place? Or I just added this option hybrid. Uh, what do you think that, I mean, what's the pros and cons of uh, those in terms of uh, our world that we need communication with other, other people and we need to feel uh, uh, maybe the art uh, in exhibition. Uh, which option do you think that is better? Katia? Um, I would say, I think, I think art is best consumed when you are there, uh, when you are here as like in the real, uh, in real life. Uh, so I would uh, vote for like, you know, inviting people. And I think it's also a nice, can be like nice mingle event. Uh, where like it's also it's more but it's it's it become more than just art it's more like people can come in you can discuss it's it becomes like much more and then I think also like looking and consuming art when it's just you know in front of you it's not experience uh yeah comparing if you see something online mm -hmm. um, in my it's in my opinion Okay, so yeah, I, you prefer, I mean, um, on site, even though on, on, site. on hybrid. Yep. I, I totally gotta uh, agree here. As in, I think, like what, what we just talked about, there's, we're so constantly connected yeah. to the interwebs that we, yes. I, I think we just need to disconnect again, like do physical things, mm -hmm. meeting up in real life, um, and, see other people face to face do other things you know that's why i go hiking for example in in the mountains or whatever like you need that time away from work and i think since since our work is very digital in nature i think you know getting away from that a little bit is a good thing yeah. so i'm totally gonna yeah totally gonna like agree with Gotcha. I can also yeah. add here as like I like I like to go to the theater. So it's also uh -huh. I think I, I actually refre reflected that theater is one of the activities when you really have to be there. Otherwise, you just you can't you can't just you know spool back if it is in in Netflix. You just have to be there if you want like yes. with all your conscious, and you can't like sit with your phone. It's yeah, it's it's. It's surely not very polite. So uh, I think it's so art is one of the experiences I think that we should consume like IRL. It's better, yeah, for yeah. us, yeah. <laughs> for exactly. of course human beings. Yeah, I mean, uh, actually, I got a bit surprised because uh, uh, first we started thinking to have some a small, even a small exhibition, maybe in house or some somewhere. Uh, but then I did a poll uh, and it was like, uh, I mean, my colleagues here or my friends or uh, yeah, here, they vote for online. Uh, 
and uh, the, my co the colleagues or friends in US, they vote for in place, knowing that I'm here. So uh, that was a bit, <laughs> so I, and uh, the, the votes are shifting between hybrid and online, and this in place is very low. Uh, and uh, I had these messages from them that, uh, yeah, that's really cool if it's uh, in place, but maybe we cannot join because we have this and that and that. But if it's online and if it's recorded, then we can just <laughs> sit together and see that or uh, something like that. Then uh, I started to add this hybrid mode, uh, at least to have some of them in uh some of us in place and uh, do something online, simple, very online for the for people. But still, I'm a bit confused that uh, why uh, uh, I mean, friends here are voting for online. Maybe because we are very get used to being online or. You see, you ask just two people who are as uh, apparently very analog and <laughs> won't to have it on the Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everyone should be disconnected and, uh, yeah, attired uh, on being on Zoom and do everything, you know, so, yeah. I think just on that, Katia, I think, uh, yeah, it's for those things. It's when things are online, it's easier for you just to kind of watch it later, rather. But you're not yeah. in the moment. You're not having that break. You're just yeah. kind of, you're doing it because you, you know, you want to see it, but you're not doing it out of like pure focus. Exactly. And you also can like combine several activities at the same time. You know, when you're online, you're not like all there. You can just, you know, go around do something else scrolling when you are there you like kind of you uh you have to be there you are there anyway um yeah yeah it's i think the analogy of like going to the cinemas or watching youtube in a sense yes. as oh. in if you go to cinemas it's a, it's a sort of a physical experience you go there you feel the smell of popcorn or whatever and you sit down and it's dark and you you, you know you get that entire and you're fully yeah. immersed in the, in the movie, whereas YouTube is scrolling next. Oh, okay. I will add some Fika. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, great. Uh, I totally agree. It's like, you know, when there was pandemic, it's like all the like musical concerts and like, well, concert when you are there and like uh, just watching it's like totally different experiences. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It definitely yeah, yeah. is. Um, well, we're coming to the end of our time um, here talking to each other. Does anybody have any last points, anything that they want to get across that we've not already said? Good, good. No? No, not no, really. Not really. I, just, I just... Thanks. thanks. Oh, weird echo. Um, it's just interesting to hear other people's thoughts on, on the matter, and I got a bunch of good tips. I'm, I'm very happy. Thank you, Emma, for this. Perfect, perfect podcast. podcast. That was the, uh, my one of my first experiences of having uh, podcasts. I mean, uh, spontaneously, and that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> well, thank you for everybody who's listening to the podcast. I hope they've learned something new too. Um, and thank you again to Katiaska and Zena for sharing your ideas. I've definitely learned something new, and yeah, I really invested in the thought of how different things are online compared to in person like 
the theatre when I loved the theatre, Katia, like yourself, you can't even have a drink in the theatre about like losing concentration and not doing something. So yeah, I fully agree with you in there. Like people look at you like you've just killed someone. It's horrific. Um, so yeah, that one's resonated with me. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and have a lovely rest of your week. <laughs>